Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lunchtime, your bi-weekly podcast for bivocational and busy pastors. My name is Hans Wunsch. I'm your host, and we are so glad you're here with us today. Uh, thank you for joining us. I, man, I'm super excited about what we've got to talk about today, but uh, I hope and pray that you've had a good uh, Thanksgiving and that you are looking forward to celebrating the incarnation, the birth of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and what a wonderful season that we're in at the moment. Um, want us to go ahead and pray before we uh, move on, and let's do that. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, my brothers, uh, my, my pastor friends who are listening here today. Lord, I, I thank you for the ministry that you've blessed them with, and I pray, God, that you would give them encouragement. I pray that you would give them wisdom. I ask, God, that you would strengthen them in their ministry, in their walk with you, in their families, uh, Lord, in every way. Lord, just thank you so much for them. I thank you for their perseverance uh, in the midst of, I'm sure, many trials. And so, Father, I pray today that uh, this time would be an encouragement and this time would be something that would help them grow in you and as they serve the congregation that you've blessed them with. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much again for being here. And I just want to let you know a couple of quick things. Number one, um, grateful that uh, you're here. If you would like to contact the show, you're more than welcome to send me an email at hans at onechtime.com. Hans, H-A-N is a nice S at onechtime.com. Also, you can go on the website, uh, onechtime.com. And uh, you can listen to all of our previous episodes there. You can download them uh, as MP3s. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to something that we talked about a while back, but it's maybe no longer on the, um, the, the app that you use to listen to podcasts, they're there. Uh, so you're welcome to download those. Also, uh, resources from previous episodes are on there. You can link to my book, all kind of great stuff on Wunchtime. Dot com. So if, if you uh, would like to, to peruse that, we'd love for you to do that. But if you want to talk to me, if you want to send me an email, uh, if you've got questions about pastoring, bivocational pastoring, that sort of thing. If you've got an idea for somebody that we could talk to, all those things, I would love for you to send me that email and uh, let me know what you think. Also, if you uh, like the podcast, would love for you to, to subscribe to the podcast and that way you'll know, you don't have to worry about missing an episode coming up. Uh, also, if uh, you want to leave a review, especially if one of those reviews is uh, like a four-star or a five-star review, we, we would love for you to do that. If you've got a one-star review, maybe just email that. And I'm, I'm just totally kidding, uh, but not really. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you, again, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And we're looking at Christmas Um and it's on a Sunday this year, which is really exciting. I'm, I have no doubt that many of you are trying to figure out exactly what that's going to look like in your congregation. But man, what a wonderful opportunity to celebrate the birth of our Savior on the Lord's Day. Uh, and so I hope that uh, you are already in preparation for doing that um, and knowing that there'll be people there on that Sunday that probably don't show up at other times in the year. And, and of course, that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, at the same time, praying for those people to have a, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ that, that brings them 
closer to him each and every day. And to that end, I want to uh, spend some time today talking about what I think is one of the things that I see in a bunch of different congregations as a real struggle. And I, I would call it biblical illiteracy. Biblical illiteracy, that is that people just don't have a firm handle on the scripture. Now, um, for most of us, biblical illiteracy will not be combated by simply reading through the Bible in a year one time. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I don't have a photographic memory. If I did, I lost my film somewhere or it's overexposed, uh, something along those lines. Um, but uh, I've, I've personally read through the, the scriptures in a year. Uh, I, I've lost track of how many times, probably close to two dozen times. Um, and that helps me. It helps me be in tune with the word of God so that when I hear things that don't line up with the word of God, it, it, it's, I, I recognize that as counterfeit. I recognize that as uh, not complete. And so I'm able to question that and try to figure out exactly what the person is trying to say. And if they're trying to say something that scripture doesn't agree with, then I have a way to go to scripture and say, hey, what about this? Um, so it's important, and it's not just important for us that proclaim the word, but it's also important for the people who are serving in the church, who are in the church, who uh, regularly attend church. And so biblical illiteracy, it's, it's, um, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, you get, I don't know about you, but I've gotten all kind of interesting questions through the years about difficult, difficult biblical questions and and. Uh, and questions of, about things that really aren't in the Bible, um, and so forth. And so I just think it's really important to encourage our folks to spend time in the Scripture. And I think that giving them multiple ways of doing that um, can be helpful. And so I want to share with you some ways that I know about. I want to send you some uh, passages of scripture to look at, to uh, think about why we would want to do such a thing as encourage our folks to read the Bible. Uh, I feel like my listeners probably got a good handle on that and, and know that that's uh, an important thing, but just to be on the safe side, uh, just share with you a couple of passages and then also talk about some different ways that I've seen people do this or are about to do this and just it's, it's interesting. And so as we come, we're a little more than a month away from, or right at a month away from the new year. Uh, it's, it's a time when people start thinking about reading through the Bible in a year and that sort of thing. And so uh, anyway, I think it would be valuable for us to discuss. So first thing I want to do is I want to read a couple of verses to you or a couple of passages to you um, as to why it would be important to have a firm foundation in the scripture. And of course, we can find this in multiple places throughout the Bible, but uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, uh, we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You know, um, what a great passage of scripture this is. And, and one of the things that I glean from this passage is that our Bible reading and our passing along of the scriptures to our children and our grandchildren needs to have some sort of plan. There needs to be some sort of organization to it. Notice what is said there. You shall diligently teach them to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. In other words, all the time you're talking, and uh, you put them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, everywhere you look, you see Scripture, and, and it's, a, it's a vital part. It's an integrated part of your life. And so that's one of the things that we want to help our people do is integrate the Bible into their daily life, integrate thinking about scriptural things, living out the gospel in their daily life. I don't I mean, at least that's what I want to do. I, I hope that you agree with that. And so uh, what a great word from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And just to remember that we are to love him with our heart, with our soul, and with our strength. And then Paul in his what valedictory uh, message to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 you probably know this you may have memorized this all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work and then Paul says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, this is chapter 4, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers. They will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Friends, listen, it's amazing to me how what Paul said some 2,000 years ago is coming true today, that we have folks with itching ears that have turned away from the truth, that don't believe in the truth of Scripture, that would say, well, these things are true and these things aren't true in Scripture. And the fact of the matter is, it's all God's inspired Word. And so, and we are very grateful that God has given us His Word. So it's important. It's important that our people learn it. And it's not just for us to learn. It's for them to learn too. And the more they learn, the better they listen. And the more they learn, um, the better prepared we have to be uh, to answer their questions because they're going to see more and more points of contact between what the Bible says and their lives, which they ought to do. That's just part of it. And so I want to talk with you about how do we encourage uh, our, our folks to um, study the Bible and, and learn more about it. So I'm going to give you a couple of different ideas uh, through this episode and would love to hear your ideas. If you've got an idea different from one of the ones that that I uh, mentioned, I, I want to know about it. I want to be able to share this with other people. So email me at Hans at onechtime.com. Uh, I want to know about this. I want to be able to put this out there so that people can have opportunities. And I probably am going to uh, put uh, some links on the website there at onechtime.com for Bible study resources that you can use. So 
the first thing I would encourage you to do is have a couple of different ways for people to read through the scripture. Now, why would I say that? Well, is there value in your entire congregation reading through the Bible the exact same way? Yes, I've, I've got a dear friend of mine uh, who is doing that this year, and they've been reading through the Bible, and he's been trying to um, plan his preaching around the reading from that week so that the people get to see a little bit more in depth about what's going on there and, and learn. So there, there's definitely value in having everybody do the exact same thing. The problem that I've discovered as far as that goes, or the struggle, is that um, when, when you take just one plan, some people just don't do well with that. Um, some people, they, they just got to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. They got to read it straight through. That's the way they're going to read it. That's the way it's recorded in their Bible, and that's the way they're going to do it. Um, other people like myself, I have a hard time getting, I get bogged down at the, in the Pentateuch. I get bogged down in the first few books of the Bible, especially when we got all that begatting going on. Um, and I get bogged down in the Chronicles and, and, and other things when you got good Kings and bad Kings and all these things, just a bunch of names and stuff. And I, I I need something to break that up. I, I need to be reading the new Testament too, or something along those lines. So I say all that to say, um, I think that it's, there's value in having an opportunity to read through it in, in different ways and that everybody can get its opportunity uh, to, to read the scripture. But listen, um, you pray about it. You do what the Lord leads you to do because that's the most important thing. But getting people in the word to me is, is just, it's so valuable. And so I want to encourage you in that. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some ideas as far as that goes. I'm so excited to announce today that our Trainuary event for 2023 is, is, is on the books. It's ready to go. Um, we are so, man, I'm just grateful. I'm looking forward to it. I hope that you will plan on being with us on January 28th, 2023. That's a Saturday. We're going to be at First Baptist, Sylvester, Georgia, and it's going to be from nine to four. Lunch is provided. It's a five, a $15 ticket. Uh, lunch is provided. Materials will be provided. Um, we're really excited about the folks that we've got coming in. We got Chris Trent coming in to talk to our youth workers, our volunteer youth workers, our bivocational youth workers, and, and just our full-time youth folks that might be able to be there. Uh, and uh, he's he is the one of the lead next-gen people for uh, the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. He he does the youth ministry volunteer podcast, which is a great podcast. If you have a chance to listen to it, he's got some great ideas uh, and he's keeping up with a bunch of different trends and stuff. So I encourage you to be there. Uh, Danny James uh, from Gillianville Baptist Church is going to come lead our music. Danny has done an amazing job, uh, especially with getting younger people in, interested in helping in the music ministry of the church. And I know Danny's going to spend some time during our trainuary event discussing what he does there. And, and let me tell you something, I've seen it. Uh, my wife's a part of it. I've had chances to, to, to see it in, in practice, and it's such a great idea. And I just want to encourage you to, to send some folks. Again, 
um, those who are volunteer music, those who are um, bivocational, even those who are full-time music folks can, can glean something out of what uh, Danny's doing. And then he'll also have some great ideas as far as just helping you in your music ministry. And then we're going to have Byron Eccles from uh, Bruton Parker College is going to be there. Uh, he is going to, he's a bivocational pastor, but he's also, they've started a bivocational program at Bruton Parker and uh, he's over that. So he's going to be able to speak to that and speak to us some other things that are going on. We're going to have Steve Foster, uh, who is an evangelism coordinator uh, within the state of Georgia as well at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. So we just got a lot of great folks and there'll be more, not just those, those folks, there'll be even more uh, there. So I encourage you to, to be a part of that. If you would like to sign up, uh, you can go on the Mallory.org website, M-A-L-L-A-R-Y.org. I'm going to have a link on the lunchtime website and uh, you can click that link. It'll take you to an Eventbrite page and you can sign up there, but I hope that you'll make every effort uh, to be there. And I also want to give a shout out to our Worth County Alpha Pregnancy Center. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a lot of discussion about abortion and uh, heartbeat bills and a bunch of other things in uh, the United States, especially since the Dobbs decision uh, at the Supreme Court and a lot of different things going on there and such. But we've got a fantastic uh, pregnancy center in uh, Worth County and Sylvester. And if, if that's a ministry you would like to um, encourage and, and invest in, we would love for you to do that. Again, you can go on the Mallory.org website and you can click on the Alpha Pregnancy Center tab and you can, you can give directly to the Alpha Pregnancy Center uh, from our website there. So we'd love for you to be able to do that uh, if you feel like this is a, a ministry worth supporting. We're coming to the end of the year. We're looking for different ways uh, to give, and uh, that's definitely uh, a worthy cause. All right, so getting back to getting back to um, thinking about different ways to reading through the Bible. So uh, I've got a couple of different plans that I'll have listed on the Lunchtime website. Uh, they're the ones that I've been using for years. One's a straight-through Genesis to Revelation plan. It's a great plan. Another one is a, a chronological plan. And I, I love the chronological plan. I do it every, I don't know, five, six years or so. And the reason why I love it is because you see, like, for instance, when you have a situation in the gospel where um, an event happens and is recorded in, say, Mark and Matthew or Mark and Luke or Mark, Matthew and Luke or even all four gospels. Uh, you get to see the different takes from the different uh, folks there on on that one event all kind of together. And I feel like, man, that's just a, a really rich thing. But it's not just that. It's also in the Old Testament where First uh, and Second Chronicles, First and Second Kings, First and Second Samuel, you got a lot of overlap between those three and Nehemiah and Ezra and, and so on and so forth. And you even get to see where the Psalms kind of play into um, David's life and so forth. And so really would encourage you to look at that, maybe even for your own personal study. And then my personal favorite, the one I use most years, uh, basically you have two passages from the Old Testament, one passage from the New Testament. Uh, you've got a longer passage from the Old Testament, a shorter passage, and then uh, a New Testament passage every day. Um, and that, again, like I said earlier, it kind of keeps me from getting stuck in the people getting begatted and everything and, and so forth. And I don't know if you can relate to that or not. And if you can't, I understand. But just understand that, that people learn differently and people read differently and 
it's, it's God's word, and so what we want to do is we want to encourage them to be a part of it. But also let me tell you about um, something that I saw just recently that uh, a ministry friend of mine, his name is Travis Agnew, he pastors Rocky Creek Baptist Church uh, in the upstate of South Carolina, and what he's done is he's come up with three different ways of reading uh, the Bible, and um, one of them is a, an actual front cover to back cover kind of style a Bible reading plan. One of them is just the New Testament and the Psalms, and I think maybe the Proverbs by just reading one chapter a day. And then one of them is just 15 to 20 verses of really important um, passages within the scripture. Um, and it, just as a way to kind of get people's foot in the door, like if, if you don't feel like you can commit to a full year or, or what have you, then, then try this out for a year. And then uh, maybe take a baby step into doing something a little bit more. But then here's here's the next cool thing that he did. Um, he had some of those little uh, wristbands, those little, I don't know what they're, polyester or plastic or some sort of whatever wristbands. We see them all over the place, so all kinds of different things. And he made up different colors. So he's got a white color, a gray color, and a black color. Uh, and those correspond to the three different reading styles. So if the person's just reading... Um, the 15 to 20 verses per day, they've got one of the white color armbands. And, and then if somebody is reading the New Testament plus Psalms and I think Proverbs, uh, they get the gray color one. If they're reading through the whole Bible, they get the black color uh, wristband. And that way they can see who else is reading along with them and they can encourage one another. In fact, he's even told them that it would be best if they could find a partner to be an accountability partner to read through. Man, I just think that's a fantastic idea to help keep people involved and engaged because I don't know about you, but I've seen this play out in people's life. I've seen it play out in my own life. I've got an idea of something I want to do from the beginning of the year, and I do really good with it for the first, I don't know, 24, 36 hours. And then it, I start to find excuses not to do it. Uh, but if I can get into a habit of doing something, as, as I've been able to do with, with Bible reading, um, it's so much better and it's so much more valuable. So I encourage you to think about something along those lines where you have people partnering up and uh, praying for one another as uh, they seek uh, to know the Lord. And then I also would encourage you to think about... Um, giving them some questions that they can ask each passage so they can meditate on what they've read, right? So the simplest in my mind is just to say, what's this passage tell us about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father? What's this passage tell us about God? And then what's this passage tell us about us? And just about every passage you come to in Scripture, um, you're going to find something for both of those questions. Uh, there's other wonderful ways of doing this. So one of them is living the D life. You can look that up online, living the D life dot org com. I'm not really positive, but if you type in living the D life um, in Yahoo or Google or one of those other search engines, I'm sure you can find it. Uh, but they do a situation where uh, you they read five chapters a week, and then they have a, a Bible study about a passage out of one of those five chapters. But they ask five questions, or they ask you to look for five different things. So it, it spells an acronym, SPACE, and one is like a sin to commit, confess, a, a promise, 
uh, to claim uh, an action um, to, and, and then anyway, so um, encourage you to look at that if, you, if you'd like to do that sort of, that'd be a great opportunity as well. And then the other thing that I've done as far as uh, studying scripture, and uh, you may encourage some of your folks that have read through the Bible a number of times to do this. I wouldn't encourage this for a first timer, uh, somebody to do this the very first time they read scripture, but somebody who's been through the Bible a few times, got a good handle on what's where and that sort of thing. And I did this a number of years ago and it was very valuable. What I would do is I would take a book of the Bible and I would read it through 15 to 20 times in a row. Now, not all in one sitting, um, but 15 to 20 times in a row. And sometimes I would read the entire book, especially if it was like a Pauline epistle or some other shorter book. I'd read the entire book in one sitting. And sometimes I'd read uh, half a chapter. And sometimes I'd read a whole chapter. And sometimes I would read a couple of chapters at a time. So I'm never reading the exact same set of passages twice in a row and I'm underlining and I'm making notes and I'm doing all this different stuff. And my assumption was by the 20th time I've gone through a book that I'd have a good handle on it, that I wouldn't be underlining anything anymore. But what I discovered and what you may discover as well is that even on the 20th time, you're finding things that you don't remember seeing <laughs> the first 19 times. And I don't know how that works, uh, but isn't it great that we have the Holy Spirit with us and uh, we have the author of the Bible. And, and that would be my final encouragement as we close out this episode, that um, encourage your folks to talk to the Lord before they start reading the Bible, because the Bible is probably the only book you will ever read where the author of the book is with you every time you open it, whether you open it day or night, um, in flying an airplane or on a boat or sitting in your living room or your office or wherever you open it, the author is right there with you. The Holy Spirit's right there with you. So I would encourage you uh, to encourage your folks to pray and say, Lord, help me learn from your word. I know you want me to understand your word. I know you want to show me things in your word. So help me to hear your voice through your word. And I promise you that is a prayer uh, that God delights in and has answered in my life, I can't not begin to enumerate how many times. And so just want to encourage you in that. Hey, if you need more resources, uh, by all means, uh, give me a shout. I will do my very best to put up on uh, Wunchtime. By the time this uh, this episode airs, I'll, I'll put up on the Wunchtime.com website to, to try to get you all the information about how you can encourage your folks uh, to read through the scriptures. And I promise you, if you've got a more biblically literate congregation, it is a congregation that will be sharing the gospel more. It is a congregation that will be serving the community more. It is a congregation that will be worshiping in spirit and in truth. I mean, there's just all kind of benefits for encouraging uh, your wonderful congregants uh, to spend time with the Lord each and every day. Hey, I hope to see you again next time. I do appreciate you. God bless.